We didn't know. Hold on, now. <laughs> man. Going live on me. Boy, yeah. How you? Your volume good in here? Is that your intro? I just kind of like to hit it before um the thing started. Kind of give me my give me give me a send that you did. That's a beat you made. Now this all Jay Z. This ain't mine. <laughs> we did not own the rights to this music. <laughs> At all. Hey, yo, what's up, man? It's your main man, Sam Goody, i.e. Sitting here with a special guest today, my big... Well, well let, me, let me say this first. <clears throat> let me say this. Set the, set the mood. You know, every time you... You know, when people grow up, <clears throat> you have people around your community, you have people um, in the world that you kind of look up to. If it's not your parents, you know, you're going to find somebody in, in the community where they're, you know... However it is, we all got people that we look up to, right? <clears throat> I've always known this. Not sure if he knew this, but once I start telling some stories, I'm pretty sure he'll know. Oh, yeah, yeah, nigga, that's all me. You just a carbon copy of me. Um, Always wanted to follow in his footsteps. Um, Everything he did that was cool. I, I knew if he did it, it was valid. So I don't care if you wore the boots in high school. Don't remember them days. Um. I ain't had no damn boots. I couldn't fit them damn shoes, so couldn't wear those. <laughs> you know, to when he started um, playing football, man, he, he always took it serious from working out the music that he listened to and um, football, man. Everything he did, I wanted to do. So um, without further ado, man, who who else better to do a pod with than the Ella Street Boys? Man, I got my big brother right here, man, Tillman T money, money love, yes, right. Clifton right. the third, right. second, third, fourth, fifth. We haven't figured that out yet, but hey, I'm in the house. He in the crib, Ella Street right. Boys, man. T money, how you doing, bro? What's going on with you, bro? Man, I appreciate you setting aside some time to come through and talk to you, little bro. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Uh, he introduced me and said that uh, he wanted to be like, do like, whatever it was. It was only because I didn't get caught. That's the only reason. That's the only <laughs> goddamn reason he wanted to do that. But behind closed doors, that he didn't know. Yeah, I was getting caught. <laughs> <laughs> hey, if he, he got caught, I didn't. So I guess mm-hmm. hey, they they weren't looking for it from me. They done caught it in him. They like Junior ain't gonna really do that shit. Yeah, he was on the outside looking in. That's all. <laughs> but I can recall. It was a lot of shit that a lot of whoop, my, a lot of my early whoopers I got because of you. You like I ain't do that. Sam Jr. did that. I wasn't there. <laughs> <laughs> Physically, I was there. Mentally, I wasn't there. I done got a lot of whoopers. Hey, and, and that brings me to a um, to a quick point, right quick. Think about this. Uh, Dad had a store, neighborhood mm. groceries. Right. We go outside one day. My best friend come over, Bubba. Mm. And Bubba had a BB gun one day. Bubba Licious is what I call him. <laughs> <laughs> Uncle Bub. Bub come through and um he had this BB gun. And I we was out shooting birds or whatever the case may be. So my brother come in, good old fashioned. I don't know why he used to chastise me like that. He get the BB gun and start pumping it. I'm like, wait a minute, what is he doing? He said, Bet I won't shoot you in your foot. I said, all right, hold on. Let me think about this quick. Mom in the store, dad in the store. Nigga, you ain't going to do shit. That was before the sweat of God moment. <laughs> <laughs> Way before. In my mind, I'm like, boy, you ain't going to do nothing to me. Boom, he done pumped this gun a hundred times. And I think you needed like 10 pumps to shoot <laughs> accurate. 
need some pressure behind. He this. did a y'all been young dog talk about a hundred shots. He pumped it a hundred times. I swear to God. He said, stick your foot up there. I bet I'll shoot. I said, I bet you won't. I think I had on some pro wings back then, too. I said, if you stick your foot out, you ain't got to say nothing. That's a sign. That mean I, I got the rights to do what I do. <laughs> I put my foot out there, and lo and behold. Oh, we debated for a minute before we did it. I don't think it was no debate. All I knew is I got shot. Yeah. I knew I got shot, man. That boy pulled that trigger like the old lady in um, Harlem Nights. You want That's to right. shoot my pinky toe out. Mm-hmm. Man, I was in a state of shock for a couple of seconds, ran in the store. I said, Daddy, Trinell done shot me in my foot. He said, Boy, go tell your mama. I said, Huh? <laughs> I went and told mama. I said, Mama, Trinell shot me in my foot. She said, Go tell your daddy. I said, well, This nigga shot me in my foot. I'm trying to see what I was doing when you ran in the store. I don't even recall seeing him after that. He wasn't even no part of it. I don't think I went to the health center until like a week after that because my foot got numb. Because it wasn't that serious. It was a BB. But you shot me in my foot. And it went in. <laughs> and it stayed. Exactly. Right. It was a lesson learned. <laughs> man, he used to eat he chest times, man. But, it, it, man, look, it wasn't a time in, in high, his high school days and I was super young. When he was out hanging with his partner, I ain't that old. I ain't that old. I don't well, no, nah, he ain't that old. Right, right. Young either. But man, I, <laughs> I, I I come back. I don't care what he was doing. If I was at the house, he said, "Hey, boy, here got my keys to take my car." I'm like, "And go where?" Mama didn't want checking for me. So the first time I was able to able to get in the car, ride out. You know, now it makes sense. Now it really makes sense that we having this conversation. You did probably did so much to what they weren't even checking for me. Well, they didn't even know what I was doing because I wasn't there. I moved out. I said, look, my lease is up. I got to go. (laughs) He always dropped a call to his little brother, and I done rolled around. No gas, no nothing, man. But he always looked out for me. Every car you had. How many cars you had growing up? No, probably during the time I was running from goods because I had to stay low. Low key, yeah, 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 low key. So I had, you know, it was just too many out there. Oh, so how many times have you used? I wasn't in my car. My brother was in my car. No, it was just <laughs> I needed some peace and quiet, and I had to let somebody else move the car. <laughs> my car at home, they know I'm at home. So you set me up. Gone in the car, bro. Gone. <laughs> <laughs> I used to get in the car. This right here is a connection me and my brother had. Me, you always had a connection with um whatever he was playing. I just remember one one. I don't know what was the blue car you had. I think the blue car was the first one I used to ride. I think that was a Nissan Central. Was it a Central? I had I had a Central. Okay. The blue. We talking about just blue now. The color blue. Okay. Central and the Corsica. I think it was. I think it was, yeah, it was the Corsica. Corsica. Yeah, yeah, that's the yeah. one I had at Valley. And boy, you used to have that teal up in that joint playing. Bruh, listen, I used to get in that car, man. My brother had the best music ever. And I was like, if he playing it, it gotta be good. Gotta be good. So it went from it went from from that to a twister to what else you used to have in the Scarface. Scarface. You stayed on the Scarface. Man, it was so much the nineties was the music. Absolutely. Period. Absolutely. Period. No, I mean you can't even argue about that. Yeah. So Talk about some of your good. Talk about some of the good tunes, and like even if now you listen to them now, man, what does music do for you? Because we we connected through music. I really think from the Goody Mob and everything that I listened to, that was brought on by you and your peers, Brian Bradshaw and all your partners. Music, music for me just just took you away from where you were. Mm-hmm. Uh, when you you know, like we come from small town, Mount Bayou, absolutely historical, mm-hmm. uh, and and. I mean, we made fun of whatever we 
had going on and the people that we was around. We didn't have all this electronic and all this stuff going on around here. So uh, uh, music, whenever it was music and two to five people, like the Bible said, with two or three joined together, we oh, got a party. <laughs> it going down, <laughs> going we, straight down. Absolutely, yeah, yeah. And, and I always remember that, man. You always kept good tunes. And, and one thing I kind of, you could really read people based on the music that they listen to. Would you agree? Right, 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 man. Right. And, and as you dug into things that Scarface was saying, give me a good Scarface song that you kind of like. You always Ooh, say, give me one. The, that, Scar, the Scarface, I'm, I'm the Scarface and the Tupac. Now the, now, that, that's my, what, that's you, my you got a line you always say when that Scarface come on. You probably can't remember right now, but I noticed everything that you used to do, bro. I noticed it. Um, never really heard you play a lot of Tupac. I played a lot of Tupac. I don't know if you did. Oh, my Tupac days was at Kahoma. Okay. 95 to 97. Okay. When he passed away, I sat in my Mazda three two three, cried and smoked me a spliff. <laughs> Gave him a shout out. I don't know who listened to this, but hey, that was in ninety five to ninety seven. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't do that no more. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely, man. Absolutely, yeah, but yeah. On uh, 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 Tupac, man, Tupac, Tupac was the foundation for my rap. Okay. Uh, now NWA, all of them was out there. All of it. Um, um, I mean, but I didn't. Tupac was the guy who related to me mm -hmm. on 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 the music because I didn't really listen to rap because it was a bunch of a lot of different voices and all that. I wasn't used to that. Absolutely, I was used to Motown when my mama played Sam okay. Cooke and yeah, and, and all of them people. So I was kind of like the mellow guy and listened to mellow music, Tyrone Davis and Johnny Taylor, all of that. So yeah, so so when Tupac came. I was like, who is this outlandish, crazy, don't give a fuck what he say, dude. <laughs> so when he came out, yeah, everybody was jumping on it. So you want to find out why everybody else on it. So maybe while I'm smoking, I ain't listening. So <laughs> let me start listening. <laughs> so now I'm listening. Okay, he's saying something. Absolutely. So while he's saying something, I'm like, okay, I can relate to some of this. Mm -hmm. And then it's like he's telling the story i wasn't the one who liked to read a lot so but you get me in front of a person who has something to say i listen absolutely all day long okay even in class okay i listen to my teacher right now to to take notes and all of that i wouldn't i take notes real good but to mentally not to write them down yeah yeah, yeah. i mean yeah. So tell me go read a book i'm trying to find a movie <laughs> That's how you learn. Shit. That's how you <laughs> Man, look. We had an assignment. I'm not getting off the subject, but we had an assignment. And and one of my teachers in high school told us for the summer, Miss Lee told us one during the summer yeah. to go read a book. Okay. And I spent my whole summer chilling, working out, and preparing for football season. Absolutely. That was important. A week before school started. We had this book we had to stand up in class and tell us, tell what we read about the book. Mm -hmm. um, so when school started a week later, everybody else who was who loved to read did their thing. I spent my my last two days before school started watching the movie. <laughs> Not knowing that the teacher watched the movie too. <laughs> so she knew what courses to ask. That, that wasn't, that wasn't that, in the, the movie. 
I'm, that wasn't no, in the no, movie. No, that wasn't in the movie. That was in the book. That was in the book. <laughs> right. So I'm in there. And so it was about half of the class that had to go back and read the book. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and so. Um, <laughs> why, I, I, why you didn't like reading though? It's I just, just want it, your thing. I can't. I, I could. I couldn't sit and stay focused that long. Absolutely. I couldn't sit still and yeah. stay focused long yeah. enough to read a book. Yeah. So when I did read, finally, <laughs> when I did read, uh, it was from Genesis to Genesis. Okay. Did you hear that? <laughs> from Genesis to Genesis. That means go past Genesis. <laughs> In the beginning. In the beginning. God. <laughs> and that's where it ended. Yeah. And he said that was good. <laughs> <laughs> Who wants to read the rest of anything after that? When he said that was good, bam. Anything else is irrelevant. Absolutely. Because it's uh, hey, it's, it's funny that you say that with the Sam Goody podcast. It mm-hmm. was good. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh that that that's that's funny. That's funny. Um and, and that's good to kind of but I even caught myself even with a Tupac story. What year was it that we had the ice storm? 93? 94. We were just talking about that on social media. Yeah, we, we had the ice storm. And, and I remember even now I'm like, I had, we had a cassette tape back then. And you know, the lights and everything. When I, was you at home? When we had the, nah, you was, was at Lane. I was over in the trailer across oh, the trailer. You was in the trailer. So I'm in the house of mom and dad still with it going down. Sure, still making sure we stay warm with them warm Boy, drinks we had. Tra- look at him. Look at him. Look at yes, him. So sir. I remember being in the house and had headphones on. And I re- I played that Tupac Me Against the World back and forth. I had about 20 double D. I used to sell them out the remotes or wherever you can find them mm-hmm. just to listen to Tupac. Because everything that he talked about was relatable to what we saw every day. What video game was out there? Man, I don't, I don't even. Mobile. Were we playing video games back then? I was. Well, I had to because I did play Tecmo Bowl too, man. Hey, I played. That's man. a whole nother subject, though. But it, it goes in those times, though. But right. um, Tupac, was he was important to me, too, because, again, he made his music relatable. Mm-hmm. And for me, that'll always be my, my favorite artist because of that. You know what I mean? And mm-hmm. then I got other stories. Uncle Maurice had the, the the white truck, and he used to always bump Tupac on that, too. So it was always around. It was just the culture at the time. He was he was really doing his thing, man. So um, who else besides Tupac, man, as far as me? Yeah. Shit, we got Tupac. We got uh, Goody Mob. Good, okay, Goody tell, me, tell me about the Goody Mob B. Tell Ooh, me, tell, Goody how did you get on, How did you get on that kind of music, bro? Bradshaw. Okay. Uh, Bradshaw was, you know, he wasn't in the streets, but he was in the streets. Because, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you know, I was cool with Vice Lord Gangsters. I was just just glad to be out <laughs> in the free world, really. <laughs> so I didn't know nothing about no colors. From up under Sam like, and Lily. Man. We was in the we was in the mob already with yeah, mom and hey, daddy. Hey. <laughs> it hey. wasn't getting no tougher than that. <laughs> you heard me. Can you hear me now? I'm trying to tell yeah. you. Hey, look, but um, yeah, Bradshaw and and and, and all the Guys that was able to get out of the house mm-hmm. and do things, they was more cultural when it come down to music. Absolutely. So whatever they were listening to, working out to, that's what made me learn the music they were listening to. So I started catching on to it, grabbing it. And then I, when we got to Goody Mob, yeah. I was like, you know what? All these rappers I done heard, yeah. these are all the people that has a story to tell. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. So, yeah, yeah. uh, um, and then they were from the dirty south. Okay, we're gonna respect which the south. Which related now. to me, absolutely. You know, they, yeah, I got tired of people talking about East Coast, West Coast, and you all know that about stuff. all that. And yeah. they had, well, they had that drama going on. Absolutely, with the East Coast, West Coast during that time. So, okay, 
So so nobody was talking about the dirty south. And when I heard somebody from the dirty south, mm-hmm. you got everybody. You One, got, you got two, the three, the four, sh- the dirty red dog. Swear to God, that right there. <laughs> That's a whole nother subject too. <laughs> that one song by itself. Cause yeah. I'm telling you, yeah. look, you got Florida, <clears throat> Louisiana, yeah. Georgia, yeah. Mississippi, yeah. Uh, Texas. Alabama, every Texas, yeah. everybody that's relating to this dirty South uh-huh. sound. Louisiana. So yeah. now now we've gotten us a sound that we can relate to instead of worry about the East Coast, West Coast, because we can't link to nobody because we like shit. We ain't on the East Coast. Yeah. We ain't on the West Coast. So yeah, you know we got our own problems in the south. Do we do we go over here because we on the east side of the United States? Yeah. Do we go with the East Coast or do we go with? Yeah. I mean, what do we do? Yeah. Yeah. So when Goodemar came out, we was like, Shh, they ain't beefing with no East and West Coast. They just own some good music. Absolutely good for the soul. Yeah, and we got CeeLo who talking about some. <clears throat> Greens and fried chicken and all. I'm like, hold on now. You really talking about my yeah. mama? <laughs> you talking about my mama Sunday morning? Absolutely. Like, yeah. What? yeah. Okay. So okay. Okay. So uh-huh. after they did that, I'm like, okay, Brash, y'all on something? Yeah, y'all on something right here. So I started listening to that daily, and, and and that just became a part of my lifestyle right there. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. M- music has always been important, and again. <clears throat> You listening to that and being a, being a younger brother and seeing how you guys are moving, it's natural that football, you have it because it was already in your family watching you doing that. And then the music, it just shows you how <clears throat> when you are just just people are always watching you. You never know who pe- you never know who watching you. So what you do, you have to be important. You have to be careful by it. But even with that, it was a lot of discretion back in those days, too, because I knew that you I saw what I needed to see with the workout, mm-hmm. football, this and that, and the music. But when you was growing, doing your other thing, that was good that we always kept those things separated because right. I did gravitate to all that stuff. But I knew any Thursday night, Friday night came around, when I saw you on that football field, you, Bradshaw, Gabriel, I was a trainer. Mm-hmm. Coach James, Ken Bell, he was my, uh, he was the neighbor on the next street. Right. And he was a trainer over there. And I was like, bro, I just need something to do. How can I be a trainer? Well, you got to come do boom, boom, boom. And Coach James was like, Clip, hey, you want to do what? I don't know. Chango. He called him Chango back in the day. Mm-hmm. You need to show him what to do. And if he can do it, then I might think about it. And uh, had me out there with the water and everything, man. So I came up as a youngster really soaking up the game, watching you guys do that at the highest level. Mm-hmm. So when I see you guys at practice, Coach Coach Jane with that wood out there whooping y'all on that wood and y'all talking smack, I was like, oh boy, I'm in good hands now. Yeah, you know we, what I mean? We, we was actually, we was actually, matter of fact, I was actually one of the last um, 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 guys who Coach James coached. Okay. <clears throat> I think it was about ninth, ninth grade, something like that. Yeah. But yeah, we was one of his last classes that he coached. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was early 90s. But mm-hmm. uh, yeah, but um, yeah, yeah. Coach James was a, was a beast. He now that I'm I'm the age that I am, right? I know how much he knew. Mm-hmm. And but what he did, he made. I mean, he kept the the unifying portion of Mount Bayou together, and 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 when all the young guys that he had, not just disciplined us by whooping us, which he did that a lot. Okay, but at the same time, I I noticed the concept that he used. And it was keeping all the mound by young men active. Okay. Whether they could play or not. Mm-hmm. If you stayed around Coach James long enough, 
you was you was gonna learn to play a position. Or you had to be doing something. You was gonna be doing something. <clears throat> or you had to something. be doing something. You yeah. was gonna be doing something dealing with football or just to have a camaraderie with the brotherhood yeah. of sport. Exactly. That's what he did. Yeah. yeah. And, and I, I think with that came discipline and structure and all of that because right. even coming in as a trainer, you know, grabbing water and moving helmets, mm-hmm. you have to, you know, before you get a chance to suit up in that suit that you wear with the Hornet pride or any pride regards of where people are from, it, you got you look at it from a different eye when you came in from serving first. Mm-hmm. You know, I got to grab y'all water so I know that anybody else that come behind that once I start playing, you got to treat them with the same respect too because Coach Jane wasn't going to, if you touch this field at all, that means he approved it and you got a job to do every Friday, every day and Friday night you can't mess up because it's already instilled in you, bro. Right. But when, go well, ahead. Well, I mean, you work so hard during the week. Yeah. And he made sure that practice was harder than game day. Absolutely. It makes sense. Makes sense. Yeah. You know, <laughs> so you practice hard as hell. Yeah. Then here you go game day. It's kind of like, you know, not coach ain't on my ass. Yeah. Shit, I could feel free and do what I want to do. As long as I, I do what I learned during practice. Exactly, dude. I could just have fun with it. That's why we were so successful. Absolutely. As a JFK Hornet member. Mm-hmm. That's mm-hmm. why we was. And then he passed the torch on to Coach Henderson. Right. And the other coaches that was out there. And I promise you, them guys did such a wonderful job with us. Yeah. And, and, and hey, I'm just glad to still be a Hornet. Absolutely, man. Um, I, I think just from we used to always wonder, like, man, why you why we just got to play football? Why should guys always play football? And, you know, coming from our area, Mount Bayou, I think what football taught, if I can speak now at, at this age and looking at it back then, every man should have structure. Every man should have discipline. And the discipline is not a negative thing, but at a certain time in your life, you don't understand discipline, so we rebel against of it, and a lot of them are weaved out. I'm pretty sure you got friends that you like. If he would have stayed the course with football, his life could have been turned totally different. But football taught a lot when it comes to structure. One, being a member of a team, knowing that you can't do it all by yourself. And you and I both held a, a, a position to where we were leaders on those teams. Right, right. Right. So you being a quarterback and myself in your footsteps – that was a that was a bigger calling in life in general. Right. You you call the shots. You know what I mean? You got 10 more people in the huddle that are like, all right, Cliff, what are we gonna do? And they have to trust that. You know right. what I mean? So you take that and if you move it off of sports, now we both are fathers, we both service in the community, you being a police officer as well, me being an entrepreneur from an all black town, those that structure was needed. Right. At that age, in order for us to lead in our households, in order for us to lead in the community and do things like that. You know what I mean? Well, so we'll, go ahead. Well, my, well, my thing is when when you, when I was a part of the team, it taught me it taught me how to um, just deal with different individuals. So when I dealt with different individuals and 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 I think the coaches knew that when you. When you have these kids, some kids grow up without their fathers. Some kids grow up without their mom. For whatever reason, it may be incarceration or uh, death or um, sickness. Each child is is their own individual person. But when you come together, it's a team. And that team together, everything only works with the team. 
Right. So even just like life structures now, uh, um, like I have my kids, my wife, my family. Um, if 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 I'm down, it's still gonna take the team work mm. of the teamwork of the family mm. to get this thing back rolling, or to let that person who is because you're only as strong as your weakest link. Absolutely. So if your weakest link, say for example, is me, then it's gonna take uh, uh, that circle of of that household to make sure that we keep each other held up, uh, even during the times that we're doing bad. Absolutely. So wise. Let's go back and use the analogy of football. Right. <clears throat> if we know that even me as a quarterback, right? Mm-hmm. If I knew I had a bad game of or, or or looking at the tapes and saying that, all right, this team is they they got great DBs, right? So Sam, you you ain't no top tier quarterback, but you can get the ball where it needs to be. But they got weak, they got a weak D line and their linebackers are weak. Our whole game plan for the B, give number 35 the football. Right. Mm-hmm. So me, I have to understand as a quarterback that though I'm I'm running the show, it's not just about me because right now they have strength in what I'm doing. But coaches have to be like, hey, they weaken the infrastructure, get a ball to 35, give him a 200 yard night. You might have a 75 yard night. But mm-hmm. does that matter? Because at the end of the day, as a team, we just trying to win. Right. And, and then as a player, you might at some time feel self and say, well, hey. Coach, I'm doing good. Well, where I'm at, and 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 I'm wearing them out on this. But the coaches are the playmakers. They are the ones who absolutely who's sending the plays in, and they see stuff that you don't see. You on the field, they are seeing things that you don't see. Talk to them, Cliff. They, they have looked at these films. Mm. Like you, you're talking about films. Yeah, we didn't even during my era. We didn't see films until playoff. Okay. During the regular That's when season, it mattered. During the regular season. <laughs> yeah. During the regular season, we went on the chalkboard and he told us what we had to do. Correct. Um, look at our assignments. Yeah. Go through that stuff. And we go out there and we implement it on the practice field. Okay. All day. We didn't see a playoff film on anybody. Yeah. Until playoff. Right. 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 I think that method still works. Because you use your strength of what you have right now. It's good for the coaches to look at it. Big, on the high school level, on the yeah. junior high and high school level, it's yeah. good for the coaches to look at. Okay, you know, and 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 we got to trust the coach because they're gonna be the ones sending the play. They're gonna be the ones calling the defensive plays, right. offensive plays, right? So they should know that. Yeah. Now, when it's time to get to the playoff, now that you know, but you don't want to shock your team, your your, your uh, players, yeah, by giving them something new because that's what kind of screwed me up. Okay. One time. Okay. We got to the playoffs, uh, and and they wanted to bring in because I was a running quarterback. Okay, and I was known. Use the first Michael Vick. Use the first Donovan McNair. Right. Use the first shortest, Steve McNair. Shortest quarterback hey, hey, ever. In my the brother had speed game. number eight, and he was pretty. <laughs> the boots was on point. I don't care what y'all say. It's not another flashier quarterback that I know of. No knock, Jay. Rest in peace, Pat. It was nobody that he didn't hold up the tradition of the QB at JFK number eight that went out there and did it in style. So even in the bad, when they took his picture, he looked good. Boy, all right, keep going. Yeah, you got me all off of now. <laughs> now you, you put me back no. on the field again. Yeah, so. but what you were saying is playoffs came and yeah. they threw some in yeah, to um, where? Um, uh, um, they, yeah, they threw some in and, and I was known for the quarterback to be um, under the center all the time. 
Mm-hmm. So this particular playoff game, I think we have made it past the first one. We got into the second one, and I think we need to win that to get to the state. Okay. And um, St. Joe, they want, they, want to use, City. they want to use the shotgun method this oh, time. Oh, man. Now, to me, you don't fix nothing that's not broke. Absolutely. Just like we got to adjust to them, they need to adjust to us. Absolutely. So we use our strong points for what it is. I was faking the boots so goddamn good. <laughs> they didn't know. They didn't know because I was hiding. I perfected faking the boot. I Absolutely. kept a football and went home with that football. Okay. To learn how to like fake the program. The I'm trying to yeah, told you yeah. now. I'm trying Keep to hope you. I'm trying to hope you. Keep going. So look, I was faking that thing. So so when they changed and they start putting the shotgun in them. So now you got you you don't only adjust the quarterback for the shotgun. Now you got to adjust the lineman because yeah. you opened me up and you opened the defense line. Yeah. To 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 make more moves um to get to me. Absolutely. Instead of you gotta run straight through the lineman to get to me under the center. Okay. Now you can swim this lineman yeah. to get to me. Yeah. Because now you can go you from way up under the center. Because now I'm from up from up under the center. Absolutely. So, so it was just different. <clears throat> yeah, I and I I think kind of like with, with change, I think, well, from hearing it. I don't think you should throw anything new to people. And I kind of like the analogies of football. So let, let's stay here for a little bit into using it as an analogy with life too as well, right? Because mm-hmm. again, both being parents and and both being pivotal people in the, in the community too, just the game, what the game of football kind of taught you, even having a coach and that's not teaching his players the change that's coming around the corner. Because, you know, we can play Broad Street. We can play East Side with the same regular, regular game plan without mm-hmm. looking at tape. But when mm-hmm. the boys come from across the the waters, across the hills, right. up 20 and down 55, right. Calhoun City, St. Joe's, all them, they they practicing a different ball game. But, but you also got to know your players. Well, Because if your players can't receive this new method, Within this week time, mm-hmm. maybe you need to stick with it. Maybe you need to stick with it. That, <laughs> that, that, that's so that's why good... I think it was with me. Okay. Uh, uh, I had practiced so many years with this under the center thing. Absolutely. And did this. Now you bring in this new method. I ain't had a chance to even try it yeah. for, you know, two yeah. weeks. Yeah. yeah. You know, regular season or nothing. I ain't yeah. never tried it. But it come in now, we shotgun. Hey. At this time, at this time, at of the this season. pivotal time of yeah. the season playoff, yeah. yeah. So people I mean, on the outside like you, run the boot. Now run. you, now you put pressure on me, and, and you know how we perform. And, and I'm trying, to, I'm trying to perform. <laughs> I'm trying to show out. I yeah. mean, I, I was never selfish about it because I knew whenever it was my opportunity to run that ball, yeah, I'm gonna run. You gonna run that ball? But whenever the play said boot right. Tight yeah. end delay, yeah. Post corner, absolutely. Fly, whatever. Yeah, I'm gonna do what I gotta do. You can do what you gotta do. Yeah, but I only can see so far down the field too, because I ain't see, but five seven. See, so put me in I the shotgun. Five, like, what the hell going put on? Put me in shotgun, which they thought. Yeah, it made me see better. Mm-hmm. It should have. Okay, but I've never visioned this in an actual game or practice. Practice it skeleton. You yeah. wouldn't really contact practice. Correct. Because now they want Playoff. to preserve all these injuries. You don't yeah. want nobody to get hurt. Yeah. Now you think of we college <laughs> D1 material. We ain't D1. <laughs> Motherfucker, we high school. 
They were like, God damn, we made it to the playoffs. Let's Shit. try this. I'm talking about they nobody, weren't prepared for it. Nobody else in the Delta was in the playoff but us. Yeah. So you had everybody in the Delta at our game. Absolutely. Home field advantage. Yeah. Some hoping you win, some hoping you lose. Well, they was I mean, no, because because the Delta, when 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 nobody else is in, and I truly believe everybody that was from the Delta came down there, they was for the Delta. They was for the Delta. They was representing represent the Delta. I they was for the over to the swag too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, so, yeah. So, so, we so, all for all for one, one for all until so, we play each other. So when sneaking came out, they knew what it was. Tunnel, tunnel vision. Tunnel vision. You know what time it was. <laughs> You know what time? You know, I, I, so so let let's take that same analogy and take it to life. <clears throat> I tell people now, even even think about this myself. Um, if they were ahead of the game and they would have started implementing shotgun and better prepared you for it, you would have been better prepared for that game. Right. Life is forever changing. So even when sometimes having young adults, young kids in the house. We can keep our old school mentality, but we also have to open up the floor for communication to like, all right, you guys are doing things different than we did before. Tell me what you guys are engaged into. Tell me what you guys are doing. So therefore we would know. But the only way we would know that is if if they would have opened up the doors to communication for you guys instead of drawing it on the chalkboard. You guys would have been better prepared. Well, coach, we can still run where we run, but we might we might just need to switch it up a little bit because now you're going to take me out of my comfort when the lights on. It's time to perform. Yeah, but ain't no a, reversing this. Yeah, but it's a process though. It's a process where, where, where you know, even when you go into a job where there you've been doing this for years, mm-hmm. you've been doing this for 15, 20, 30 years, mm-hmm. and you go and you're doing the same job. They hire you to pay you a little bit more, but now it's more electronically done. Absolutely, and you've been doing it ever since before they had electronics. I yeah. Did. So yeah. now you've already eased into it. Now you go into a hole where everything is just strictly electronic. Absolutely. So now you can't expect for me to produce to you what I've been doing for 20, 30 years, just strictly off electronic starting the first week. Okay. You can't get me to do that. Okay. You have to give me a process time to adjust to it. I can still implement my base, my, 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 my roots, my fundamentals and and all of my, yeah. yeah, Yeah. Everything that I started with, all of that. Once I get this new system down, then I can implement my own and put what I tweak what I can and use and you know whatever I can. Break it that. down for me, then. Yeah. Watch this question here. Break it down for me. Think about that. Great points. Because mm-hmm. right, we can do things here. I put this here for you. Mm-hmm. Um, tonight episode is brought to you by Dark Horse Merlot, hey. California 2018. And, and yeah, he did say and that's right. Jack Daniels, Tennessee honey. That's and right. And what do we smoke? Um Perdomo. Perdomo. Uh, 10th anniversary My dog Joe put me on that So we had a good smoke pregame before this Listen to some good in my before this and that Before we came in and started the conversation So here, oh, yeah. top yourself off oh, yeah. um, I, I, I think I was saying How do What do you think would have made that transition better Because again, the game of football I don't even think basketball Teaches you this lesson Only because in football You're really on the gridiron You really are putting your body mentally through it, but also physically through it too as well, right? So you have a decision to make. And um, yeah, I saw you. <laughs> you also have a um, decision to make on when you get your ass knocked off, you got two options. Stay your ass down and get up. Now that's physically in life. Mentally, the world is going to put you on your ass and you got two options. Stay down and get up. So I say that to say this. When a coach 
necessary. And I'm going to get to the coach and mentorship and all of that and to, to show you how important coaches are because we had mm-hmm. this conversation going home for mom's 75th birthday. Right. Um, they should have opened up the floors of communication to the players and be like, this is what we're facing, guys. Now that we made it to the playoff, this is what they run, and we need to focus. We got our bases down. We don't need to really go through that. Let's practice more on this because what's coming on the horizon. So don't be a shock, right? right. And I think that would have better prepared you on it. Even if you did shotgun and swung to the right through quick outs, that could at least open up and got the defense off their toes. But they withheld that information possibly because they wasn't sure about it. No, well, well. Well, I mean, we practice on it for that for about two days, but not long enough for you to get not, it. Not long enough for me to get it. And plus, we was practicing on it in the gym. Mm. I'm used because it's cold outside. Well, no, I mean because they wanted to be discreet. I don't. My assumption was that you may have coaches out there who may have been trying to get information of what we was working on, running and all that. Because I they, never they, knew they that's was, why they, they took us in the gym. Man, look, they did I they, never, look, they we did always that. went in the gym during playoff season they, and I never thought about that they, light day. They did that. They did that. So oh, look, man. So, so look, my, my whole thing was me. That's why I say you have to get, you have to know your players. Okay. I was a contact. Absolutely. Person. Yeah. I like contact. Yeah. I can learn. I, off, I, only, off I only need but one light day. <laughs> That's the day before game. Right. Monday through Wednesday. Yeah. Let's hit. Let's hit. Let's do it. Because I done built my body. I done worked out and did push up, did back crawling and rolled and ran yeah. and crawled and got knocked out. Yeah. And all of that, you know, for a reason during yeah. the week. Yeah. So that's why it was so easy for me to get stuck during the game and I pop right back up. Because you already because used to it through the week. I done worked out during the summer and the week and all, and I'm prepared for this hard hit. Yeah, yeah. So when we go out there and we spending a whole week inside the gym with no contact because you're trying to preserve injuries. Yeah. Trying to keep people from getting injured. Mm-hmm. And, and, and also keeping other coaches from seeing what you're doing. Right. You done took me out of my comfort zone. Yeah, yeah. Now, I probably would have learned even more out on the field with a little contact. Yeah, just a little contact bit. Contact always hey, just run made by me, and tap them. Contact always made me learn something. Hey, hey. What you think that boy did for me when they hit oh, me on my I ass? I just found ah, you, you see, You see where I'm going with you this? You heard me. You see where I'm going Can with this? Can you hear me now? I'm trying to hope you. From Mr. Lambert to yes. Coach Jane to Coach Henderson, contact going to make you, oh, shit, I did something wrong. Hmm. Oh shit! Hold on, let me do that. You can't say that shit in the gym when ain't nobody touched me. Shit, well, mama if did you it. verbally tell when, when mama did it, <laughs> exactly. So watch this: when you verbally tell a kid, don't do this, don't do this a thousand times. How many times they gonna keep doing it until you really until they hit hope they, them something? Till they hit themselves against the head, <laughs> till they hit their head against the wall, or until you, you hit their head. You tell that child is hot. <laughs> yeah, and they gonna keep looking at that fire and keep watching that fire. Until they stick their hand over in that fire. After you have told them a hundred times. A hundred times. How many times are you going to take them to learn it after they touch that fire? Shit, until they touch it. One time. They when touch they touch that bit one time, they're going to know. When they touch So back to your point. Don't take me out of my comfort, out of my element. But if you do, give me enough time to adjust to it. Exactly. Bro, what you're saying is really it's really important when, you, when you're comparing it to life and being a parent. Mm-hmm. Um, let's go back. Let, I'm going to just mention this to kind of bring this full circle because we're we going 42 minutes. It's a great conversation, oh, right? Yeah. I didn't know that. And uh, <laughs> see, it don't feel good when time is flying, right? <laughs> great stuff. Um, to, to, to bring it full circle, we talked about um, I raised a course when we was driving home to mom's 75th birthday. And um, I said, who made who great? 
<laughs> Phil Jackson. Did Phil Jackson make Michael Jordan great or did Michael Jordan make Phil Jackson great? But I have to say this. This came from my buddy in Atlanta, David Shan, Sleepers for Suckers. He made a shirt that said it. And it, it, it was really a conversation piece. And what I liked about it was dad used to always watch it. And then when I watched it, I always took from it. Everybody knows the, the, the talent. Everybody knows the superstar on the, on, on the court. But very seldom does the coach get acknowledged, right? Right. Well, he get acknowledged when they fucking up. When they fucking up, <laughs> they get acknowledged. But when they all right. hooray, it's like yeah, they, Mike they, did this shit off the, off the, the cuff. The superstar get acknowledged when they fucking up. Uh, <laughs> well, they both so, do. Hey. But, but you know, the coach take the heat. But I think the important part of what I'm trying to say Ooh. is um, – in life, we're all going to need coaches. Mm -hmm. And I think the reason we both agreed, then we both agreed that Phil Jackson right. made Mike great. That's exactly. Because what we have in the community is, or what we have anywhere in the world, you can get somebody that has a lot of talent. If I be transparent, I had a lot of talent. I think where I fell short was I tried to do a lot on my own, but I don't. I think it was, we. Didn't, I didn't have enough resources to reach what I needed. Resources mean management, somebody that's been there and done that to come back and reach back like, hey, this is what you're already doing good, but let me show you how to do this to make it higher and where you're trying to go. That's what coaches are for. Yeah, and, and, and plus I think the reason why we were great mm -hmm. and on the level that we were in high school is yeah. because when we left a game or a practice, mm -hmm. we had someone expecting us to come home. We didn't go out and roam the streets like we wanted to. That like was all a our friends good, did. So bro. we was that that made it because when we came Ooh. out to the field, we was enjoying every time we came out to the field because you it reaching was freedom. On something I ain't even thought about. <laughs> it go was ahead. Freedom slash hey responsibility. Some, yeah. Watch I, this. I'm finna make a name for myself. I don't want to take it. I, I, Look, man, that point you just made put another perspective on it, right? <laughs> mm -hmm. Coaches, and now I'm looking and see why coaches said, look, I can't just have no regular person lead my football team. This nigga got his mom at home. He got his dad at home. And I know they both ain't with that shit. Right. So if at the end of the day, don't nobody else come to practice, guess who come to practice? Right. <laughs> the income's responsibility. Mm-hmm. He, he going to come when he need to come. He ain't going to fight against what I do. If he do it, ain't nothing that I can't maintain. There's less work he got to do It's less you. work he got. Boy. That, that makes his work less. Boy. He got, he got the right people in place. Okay. Why I ain't look at it like this? Let me get back to my field, Jackson Michael <laughs> Joy. God, damn, he's a good shit, bro. Good <laughs> shit. Um, Mike had his mom and his dad at home. Right. Right? But Mike had all the talent in the world. Mm -hmm. Now a person that has talent but no guidance Is what? You just a person with talent We see them all day You just running amok You just running amok And yeah. you ain't winning nothing Right You feel me? Phil was like wait a minute Mike I got it Now Phil went through his stuff You dig what I'm saying? But when he figured out that triangle offense He knew If I can get Mike to study this And know that it's not all about him Because somebody that got a lot of talent Only wanted to be about them mm -hmm. But when he was like look man I'm going to let you be selfish when the, when it's time for you to be selfish. But right now, you got two people on the wings I need you to rock with. Well, well, well j just to pause you right now. Go there, ahead. Phil Jackson going through his thing with coaching. Absolutely. Michael Jordan going through all of his loss that he did met together. Met together. But look at the structure. Let's go back to the structure. Well, I, I, well, I, I, wanna, well, I understand it, but it took Michael Jordan, who was already great, 
on his level is already great, had talent. Where he had talent, mm-hmm. he had a lot of talent. Yeah. He he had he had great potentials. There you go, potential. Yeah, video talent, potential, whatever you want now, to call it. We we had a coach who um who had great potentials as a great coach, and he also had his mother and his father there too. Right. I don't want and to miss so, that out. So Phil Jackson went through all of his downs before he was able to be presented to this team with one very good player. Yeah. They then you have Michael Jordan who had won several championships in his college collegiate career. Yeah. And 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 was always yeah. getting there doing his um, um didn't make the high school basketball team. Right. I mean hell he stuck right because he was I mean it's just so much history about him. Yeah. You know uh, uh, uh um they didn't even start him on the volleyball. Absolutely. Right? Yeah. Yeah. So when when all of Michael Jordan history, he was determined. You had a guy who was determined. Mm-hmm. To I got another word for it. Go ahead. And you got Phil Jackson who said, just give me an opportunity yeah. to coach yeah. Yeah. a team. Yeah. So them two people met. Yeah. So Phil Jackson with the cigar smoking. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Calm, Christian cool, background and everything too. Yeah. Had to be able to communicate to Michael mm. Jordan. Mm. Who already knew? Look, I've been with this team forever. Mm-hmm. I'm putting up 30, 40 points. Yeah. You ain't got to worry about me. Yeah. Go get me some more I people got, to help me. Absolutely. No, Michael, I got a system that'll work with anybody that we put up in here. If you, if I you, just need you to know that you can't take all the shots. Yeah, yeah. Because if you take all the shots, they're gonna target you, and if they stop you, then, then we're we over. We with. done. We done. So, so but and, if I put some more bullets around you, absolutely. And now, get a little bit of that. Now, because guess what? Guess what? You said something before. You said that if if when when we came from a two-parent household, the coach didn't have too much to worry about. That's right. pressure off him. Right. So now, Mike, I know you got talent. I know you got two family members at your house. So watch this. <laughs> guess what? You can keep all your talent, but you ain't got to use it. You can leave it in your reserve tank. Steve mm-hmm. Harvey says something about your reserve tank. Mm-hmm. When we need you to bring us back from eight, Mike, do your thing. But for right now, to maintain this, mm-hmm. let me take the pressure off. That's right. So the term I have for them both as an individual lives is perseverance. Mm-hmm. Mike went through his ups and downs, but he still made it to that point. Mm-hmm. Phil went through his ups and downs, and they still made it to that point. Now they're like, all right, now that we made it here, how can we make it together to make this happen? Mm-hmm. Mike, just listen to me. And when he proved it, because he gave Mike his little chance to do his thing, the the, the coach before Phil gave Mike his chance to do his thing, and he showed it. Yeah, when Phil came in, Phil said, all you need is the right coach and a system, mm-hmm. right? So once they did that, six mm-hmm. off the back. Mm-hmm. One, went to two, went to three, and took a year off and came back in three more. All that was was coaching. You right. saw somebody with talent, communication, and communication mm-hmm. identify who that person was. Because when you see somebody and know that they're a good player, you can tell. Right. Some of the jobs I used to apply for, this is off the cuff. Some of the jobs I used to apply for, they used to always ask me, you married? You got kids? I never knew why they asked those questions. <laughs> now I know. Because they don't want to have to teach you. I don't want to chase you. Because right. you want to hang out all night and do this single man right. shit. You got responsibilities at home, so you're going to be at work. Most people think that your resume have to be strictly about your skills. Yeah. No, nah, it's about what you got, uh, who you got in your circle. Absolutely. Who's and that, in your circle. Bro, that makes a thousand percent now. So anyway, it it, it, it takes in life um, for us to propel in life as gifted as we are. Everybody needs a coach. 
Because Phil Jackson took that same system and where did he go with it? He went to L.A. Mm-hmm. All he said was, I need somebody that can move the ball like Mike. I need somebody to download like, 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 um, Lamp- who was it in Chicago that was download with, um, um, Cobright? Cobright down yeah, there. Then with somebody, a cool coach was down there. Yeah. Then he had Pippen on Paxton. the wing. Yeah. Paxton. Paxton. Yeah. yeah. BJ Armstrong. Yeah. So he went and said, Hey, I need somebody at the top. And who do they find? Somebody that studied the game, Kobe Bryant. That's right. Rest in peace, Kobe. Right. Took Kobe. So boom, they go Mike. Put somebody down low. We got Shaq. I forgot who the Horry, mm-hmm. somebody else on the wing. So Horry Phil was had already with Chicago. Absolutely. So he he persevered there. through some stuff right. too as well. Mm-hmm. So I think the thing is, is that even in life, regardless if it's sports or not, we all need a coach. So who was, we all who was need our me- coach? Well, we- hold on. Let me let, let me say oh, this part wait. first. We all need a coach. We all need a mentor. Because we can use the, the, the term coach and in whatever industry you're in, mm-hmm. you have a different term for it. Life coach, regular coach, um, mentor, counsel, whatever term you choose to use. As you do life, you should always have a coach. Now, God is above all, right? right? But at the end of the day, he has people on this earth that he's positioned that we should run these ideas by. I shouldn't sit here with all this talent and think I could do it on my own because mm-hmm. we learned that in football. You can't do right. it right. by yourself. Right. You know what I mean? And once you become that, then you you become the coach. After you do the player stuff, you become the coach because now you know how the system works. If you're doing life without a system, you're doing life wrong. LeBron went to how many playoffs and didn't win before Man, he was able to win? Know. You know why LeBron didn't win? Go ahead. Because he thought he had to make all the points by On himself. Same thing Michael Jordan was Same doing. Same thing. Same thing Michael Jordan was doing. Mm-hmm. So until LeBron realized – yeah. That I have to share this this ball with somebody else because it's a team and sport. make some and make some more uh, uh, avenues for this team. You know, put the focus not strictly on me. Yeah, everybody know you're great. You ain't got to keep proving this to nobody. And when you so now it's easier for him to win championship because he done found out the system. He done found out the system and the then Jackson system. And, and, and the most important thing is that when he can share the ball and get those assists and those triple doubles, he's got stuff in his reserve tank. The reserve tank is when you're like, you know what? I ain't got to do this all. Let them get their shine on. But right. when I need it, it's time for LeBron to do LeBron. But when everybody is off, LeBron can pull out of that tank. He, now he, can, now now he, can he be what he, he always He know was. when to use it. Because he's done it before. You know when to be daddy? <laughs> right. You know what I mean? Yeah. So sometimes yeah. you're like, you know what? I ain't got I'm going to be daddy. My presence itself mm-hmm. should bring mm-hmm. enough attention mm-hmm. to say that daddy home. Right. Right. So certain shit we can't do. Mm-hmm. But if that ain't said, then they're going to be like, what the fuck? They're going to test it. Mm-hmm. But when it's time for you to walk in and say, hey, 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 right. hey, hey, shit get in order. And, now, you sh- like, and, and you shouldn't have to say nothing all the time. It's just your presence. There. It's just your presence. But that's when you in your reserve tank for when you have to. Because sometimes it's right. black men. Sometimes it's fathers. Sometimes it's as, as brothers or whomever leaders in the community. We tend to go ahead and voice our opinion all the time. But right. what we forget at, sometimes those words, you may not need them. You said it earlier when mm-hmm. you came. Mm-hmm. Look at an OG with his wife. He going to sit back in that lazy boy chair, watch his move and do his thing. Right. He's in his reserve tank. Yeah. But when it's something happened enough to him to get up out that chair and say something, what happens? Right. He Everything he speaks. Right. And that's what we have to learn to do. But man. that's the, and, and, and also, that's the difference between a young parent or a young father yeah or a young or a single person okay who would who just have a child is that they would they would they would be so forcefully on a lot of stuff they would be so forcefully 
because they want things to be right right now. Absolutely. Everything takes Talk a to process. Me. Everything is a process. Yeah, yeah. Everything is a process. Right. So until mom and dad agree on yeah. things, it'll make it much easier. You still gonna have some difficult times, but yeah. until you agree to disagree, yeah, and until you know that it's the you working for the system and not Absolutely. for yourself, yeah. Yeah. Then that's when things will get a little bit better. And and, and and I think that system must be the system in the house, not the system in the world. Right. All right. right. Because a lot of them look at certain things. And, and my thing is when I used to go in house, they'd be like, in this house, we serve the Lord. Mm-hmm. I go in somebody else's house. It don't say nothing. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? But they running the muck. But they running the muck. <laughs> right? right. So so the thing is, each house is ran differently. So your system has to work for you. What you do in your house, I might not do here for mine, but there's transferable skills. So we go back to the coach, the mentor, mm-hmm. the um, the the counsel. You got how many, how many, how long you been married? Ooh, 12. 12. 12 13, yeah. How long you been a father? Ooh, 21. So why me being a new father would I not seek counsel or mentor or coach from somebody like yourself if you still above ground? Right, I mean, you get what I'm saying. Yeah, I'm, so it, it don't it don't have to directly come from me. I don't have a problem with it, but my my thing is, you have people who, even if they don't have biological children, they have been fathers, and I know because I've seen them, right. men, men, yeah, who don't have biological, they don't even have their own seed, Ooh. but they've been there and they've raised other kids, and they enjoyed and they appreciated. And they put their best foot forward in that situation. Let me say this. Let me say this. That's absolutely right. Four months, my son is about to be five. Bro, I think my intentions are good right now because of the ones, my nephews and nieces and the buddies and the young cats that I've raised over the years Mm -hmm. to where the intents that I have are good. Right. It's it's care. And it comes from mom and dad, just like from you. So... I just have a little bit more uh about mine right now because it's not it, the aggression is meant for the coach James, mm-hmm. the coach Henderson, the coach Vassals, the coach Beffers to make sure I get your attention. Now, when I fall back and stop saying certain things, I'm in my reserve tank now because right. now my son is new. I ain't the youngest one on the block. I have to leave that in the reserve tank for when he needs me. Right. Mm-hmm. So now when I it, when you say it don't have to come directly from you, right. it does have to come directly from you. You are a piece to the puzzle because right. one, you're my right hand, you're my brother. Right. Right. right? Yeah, but we're talking about me and you now. Yeah, that's that, well, I understand I, that. So but he, I was just talking about But watch know, this. Watch this. Here on the Sound Goody Podcast. On, on a more broad level. That's what I was thinking. And I think we both are. Right. So on the Sound Goody Podcast, I use personal experience, but right. I make it broad enough to where the I don't care if you in Timbuktu, right. Right. New York here and there. You need a coach in your life. That's right. I'm going to learn from you. I'm going to take what I can and apply it, not like you, but right. in my own fashion. I don't care to get up and fuss at everybody every day. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? But my presence must be felt because it's uncomfortable because it's the playoffs now. Mm-hmm. You know right. what I mean? It's the playoffs, and they're not used to this being the playoff. I'm not even used to it. Right. And I've become very good at articulating, you know, even the black culture. Follow me here. You know what black? I mean, you know what playoffs are. Hold on. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Say that right quick. No, you know what playoffs are for for parenting. No, what is it? 
when when you taught your kid everything inside the house, yeah. and when it's time for you to go out to the store and go grocery yeah. shopping with them and they act a damn fool, that's playoffs. That ain't playoffs. I no, thought, no, I no, thought that would be no, college. No, that's playoffs. So what that's is college playoff. then? Oh, college a whole nother level. We talking about playoff. You just said playoff. <laughs> that high ain't playoff. This playoff high nigga, school. Nigga, that's spring football to me. playoff right there. I think that's it, spring it's, football. It's when you the taught them and they done went out and started acting crazy and <laughs> you want to choke slam them, but you can't. <laughs> hey, <laughs> because, you know, I think what we do behind closed doors is what it is the, the proof to parenting is only when you're in public. Mm-hmm. Man, you know how many times I done went to the store with mama, hmm. Kroger, and we went in there to get two things, and we was in there for two hours. You know why? Because everybody want to stop and talk to mama. Watch this. Church. Go to church with mama on a Sunday. You probably didn't oh, have yeah. to deal with this shit because your ass left the no, nest early. I was at church. Yeah, but you, was, you weren't under the same jurisdiction that we was under, nigga. You was, you was. I was at church. But, 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 but <laughs> follow me. <laughs> but yeah, I, yeah, you was at church saying, you, you was doing things that, that, that mama didn't have to worry about you. It was me. Yeah, but on Sunday, Mama made sure she could be reached. Absolutely, <laughs> but I'm the one that had to wait in the car. You gone already, Mama? Can we go, boy? I wish your ass say one more goddamn thing. So so, 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 so when Mama get to talking at church, what? I gotta sit down. Sit. I'm ready to go as a kid. I'm tired of this shit. I don't want to be here first off. But you saying that going to the grocery stores that's the playoff to kind of see how your kids react based on how you yeah. train them in the house. Because because guess what? College is championship. That's a championship I'm, I'm, game. Yeah, because they out the house. Yeah, because now <laughs> everything everything you taught them during practice, during regular season. Yeah. And then when you, you sampled and you took them out during the playoffs at the grocery stores and all of that. I got you. The championship I is follow now you. you out on your own. I follow you. You out on your own. That's championship time. That means you don't need to come back. That means that you mean, need to win and keep going. What? No matter what, I tell you now, it's game day. <laughs> It's championship game. You grown the game up. Today. You grown up. Daddy just Whatever see. I done taught you all that time. Ain't no more. You got to learn on your own. So man. now I'm I'm prepared for championship. Okay. I'm, I'm trying to bag up right now because I know I have to. Right. You're, you're in your reserve time. And, 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 and look, it's hard. It's mm-hmm. hard. I mean, yeah. as a concerned dad, it be hard. And I have to talk like Mississippian. It be hard. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> so yeah. um, so um, now you have to, you know, I've learned how to bag up. And I've also learned how to apologize. Oh, That's something I, I, I was never able to do. But I, I made a vow to myself, even if it take me a month, two days, one hour, a year to know that I was wrong. Yeah. Acknowledge that and apologize. I mean. That's big, To bro. get it off of it. To get it off of you, because Ooh. once I apologize, it ain't on me no more. That, hey, it's on the person who hey, I apologize to. Now it's up to you to it. Accept it or reject it. So you know that's that's the spiritual side of hey, it. Hey man, I to learn. how many times have we in the black community, um, the men have had so much pride to like it's whatever I say, do us. You know what I mean? That's because I, I said so. Up on. We grew up on that. That's the way I was. Yeah. Until. Now the generation has changed, just like I told you before. Correct. It's a new system. Yeah. And I didn't learn this overnight. Right. Just like they tried to bring me uh, and, and teach me the shotgun. Absolutely. In, in, a, in a week for, for yeah. a playoff game. Yeah. No, yeah. I didn't learn this overnight. So it took me some failed tries. Yeah. 
and it took me some time where I was resisting the whole life. Absolutely. Before I knew what the hell was going on. Yeah. And then some some old school cat or something, little words that yeah. they might have said that didn't have nothing to do with me. I probably overheard them talking to somebody Correct. else. Correct. Yeah, yeah. And said, you know what? I need to implement this in my life. Right. Sit down, apologize. Yeah. You know. Because it takes it off of you. And I, then and then you never know what the person who's receiving it how they take something. You might, your intentions is not to hurt them. Yeah. But the way you tell them, the way they receive it, yeah. you might just need to apologize because they don't know. I'm, no, I'm serious. I mean, you ain't apologizing for nothing. It's just because they ain't receive no, You ain't no punk because you apologize. Nah, I ain't no mother yeah, punk, yeah. but I'm just saying. That's a, yeah. I'm just saying, I'm a man. And I don't, have a, I don't have a doubt there in you my go. mind that I'm a man. So if I'm comfortable with the skin that I'm in, yeah. then why should I not be able to Apologize, man, because it don't make me a part. Who I got to prove? I got too many kids to be proven in my park or not. Hey, man, <laughs> look, look in the black community, bro, myself included, because I know we came up with that tough skin. Mm -hmm. Black men got to understand that, bro. Take that pressure off of you, right? Apologize, them your children, first them of your all, children, them your first of all, that's your wife, that's your old lady. Apologize, uh, learn, they need to learn this at the career. At the crib, they need because once they go out in the world, they're going to conduct themselves as they were in the crib. At the crib is practice time. We go, it's, I'm related Lord, back to sports. get it, it's get still it. practice time yeah. at the crib. That's yeah. practice time, yeah. <laughs> that ain't performing. Get what practice. now it's time for them to set up their pregame for their family, yeah, set up their family, set up this, set up that. That's it. But, but the family has to forever be involved. That's I want right. to make sure that. We tell our can we go we had an hour, bro, and don't right. even feel like it. Um, this is what I want to because it's gonna be a part two. We got it. I, I oh, see I'm coming it, a little bit more. Yeah, yeah. Ella Street Boys is on the way. Um, yeah. we have to make sure our black men know that guys, there's nothing wrong with apologizing. You're still strong, like you just said. I know I'm a man. Mm -hmm. That don't take nothing from you for apologizing. Why not apologize to your kids? I don't do anything for my first name no more. Love dad, but I don't do it for my first name. It's for my last name. Right. Because those are the ones, when we stepped outside the house, teachers used to say, if you act up, oh boy, I know your mom and your daddy, you shouldn't be acting like that. Mm -hmm. But if they knew you came from a house that was, you know what I and mean? You was that one in order. That too. <laughs> yeah, but if you came from a house that one in order, mm -hmm. they'd have been like, well, that's expected. Right. But with us, comes right. responsibility now people have to also understand that even if you didn't come from a, a two-parent household mm -hmm. somewhere in life you have to learn these lessons well you had you had single parents uh, who was just just as strong but go ahead go ahead somewhere in life you have to learn these lessons that even if you didn't come from it surround yourself around people that live this way mm -hmm. put your pride down and say man i wasn't raised like that can you teach me certain things i had a friend of mine years ago i was still at home not gonna even call his name but he was like man the reason i act so bad is because i ain't got i ain't got what you got at home i said what's that you got people here that love you bro you got a mom and a daddy bro that hit me so hard yeah he was, was crying he was crying then but what it took for him to say that Right. I used to check on them, but you know, life happens. People right. fall to the wayside on certain right. things. But guys, be okay with opening up and saying that I'm not okay with this. I'm at this age and still sometimes there are new things that come to me that I'm still 16 at. Right. And I'm like, bro, listen, take me a little slow. Hope me. 
That's your turn. Right, right. Hold me. Need some hope. Teach me something. When we let down that vulnerability and we allow people to come in, that te- not everybody can teach you those things. You right. would know the right person that come across your path right. and say, man, hey, can I talk to you for a minute? Mm-hmm. Can I take you to lunch? Can I buy you a beer? Can we sit down and do whatever we do? Because I'm struggling in certain areas. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. When we get to that point, I think that's where we are. Because what happens is when we don't address those things, a lot of mental issues start happening. Right. A lot of trauma start happening that we don't understand from our community. And until you meet it and become aware of that, you won't be able to get to this point. I've done a lot of research over the last couple of years that things that I've self-inflicted brought on myself. But now I'm like, you know what? Because of the people that I've seen and things that I research, I don't have to always be like this. Right. Let me, my better self is a happy person. So I know I mean well in what I say. I just need to readjust how I say it. Right. And do it early because the people you're around, you're going to you're gonna affect them as well. And you don't want to come off as a toxic person because of certain things that you haven't addressed yet. Well, you got to, I mean, you got to know your crowd too. I mean, you got to know the person who you're talking to. Either, either it's a person but first, or either it's a group. But first, but first, not to cut you off, mm-hmm, but mm-hmm. first... I had I had to first do the work internally to oh, make no. sure that I wasn't coming off. So regardless of how right, they receive it, when definitely. I come off the right way, right. you have to accept it that exactly. way. Exactly. You know, because I can't force my ways on you. Prime example, let's be transparent. We had a tough conversation after after I had COVID, because you did it, you had it too. Mm-hmm. And I called you and we was on the phone for five minutes. We was button heads, right? Right. I called you back in five or 10 minutes, right? right? Within those five or 10 minutes, I said, I don't think my brother's understanding what I'm saying to him. Right. When I called you back, you know what I said to you. And I was very transparent. I told you my expectation, but I said, bro, I've been dealing with a lot of stuff that I don't care to deal with anymore. I'm mm-hmm. closer to home to you now. So I, I, I expect to have a better relationship that I hadn't had in 10 years, 15 mm-hmm. years, because I've been mm-hmm. traveling the world doing my thing. But the most important thing is that you understand what I'm saying, because I felt that we were head based on a perception, but you not clearly understanding what I was expecting from right. you as a big brother. You dig what I'm saying? Lack, well, lack of communication. Lack of communication. Was, yeah. Because a lot of what people mistake communication is just a lot of yapping. No, right. communication is not yapping. Communication is listen to, understand, and speak to be understood. You don't have to respect everything that somebody says to you or they don't have to respect that but but listen but they have to listen to it well you have to respect it but you don't have to agree let me say that you don't have to agree with it but you have to respect it but that doesn't mean that you're wrong but you understood what i said and the very next day or week what did we do drove home to mississippi had a great time right and the girls saw us pull up my niece saw us pull up and they was like boy we ain't seen this in so long but we had already i had to let it go Mm mm-hmm I had mm-hmm. to let it go because you communicate different. I do too. I was right. expecting my big brother, but I had I forgot that my big brother was a father. Mm-hmm. He was a worker. He's already dealing with his shit. Right. <laughs> Why the fuck I'm coming through expecting him to do right. all of this shit? So I had to let it down. Plus, 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 plus we both, um, like you, like we was talking about before, we both had this men mentality. Absolutely. Well, strong men. You had yeah. to, you put your foot down and you don't let your foot Idiot off what because, it is. because I said what I said and I'm through with that. Right. You know, that's how that's how black communities are getting screwed up because the fathers just putting their foot down and not allowing anybody else no to speak. No communication. Yeah. So j- just to because it was on my mind just to say this before I move on is mm-hmm. is a, a a man that will not apologize 
is not sure that he's a man. He's not he got sure. His own he's not right. He got, he got his, his own, own insecurity because uh. if you're afraid to apologize, I mean, you got more than just that one problem. Oh man, you got problems. You got some serious problems. And it's gonna take somebody to tell you that. And when you don't, let me tell you something, bro. These last couple of months, people have brought stuff to me and like, man, you got some issues. Now, if I was in a bag where I wasn't ready to accept that. I'd have been like, man, fuck you, get from around me. Mm-hmm. But no, you have to sometimes, if, if more than one person is telling you certain things and you denying it, you the problem. Right. So I've accepted and I said, you know what? Before I get too far off, or before I traject that stuff onto my son, let me go back and do some internal. People need to take time for themselves. Start pulling some stuff out of me. People need to... People need to start taking, men and women have to start taking things for themselves and have a season to be alone, to be like, you know what? Let me see what's really wrong with me. Because what I'm dealing with now on the other side of this, man, I'm all right. Mm -hmm. I've acknowledged it and I'm able to wake up and say, Sam, that ain't a good trait. Let it go. I care about my character before I turn 40. Mm -hmm. And when you care about your character, that means that you care about what people say about you. Not to the what you care about those who matter says mm-hmm. to you. Right. So if my character is intact, whether I'm doing music, whether I'm doing podcasts, whether I'm being a brother, whether I'm selling shirts, whether I'm doing whatever, that's the being same father, shit right. across the being a father. That's the, you I'm the get same used person to across that the board. You brand new daddy, so you brand new. I'm a, let me tell I'm you, I'm, you smack a, brand hold on, new. I'm a brand new daddy, but every day I don't think you about still, nothing but that little nugget. You still head. got the clear coat on your body. I think, <laughs> You real brand new. Hey, but with the but I I, I got good talent though, right? Right. But 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 with the great with the right counsel. Hold on, hold on though. Hold on though. What you don't know is I'm just watching the process. I just like to see it. I'm just laughing because (laughs) it's already in you. It's already yeah. yeah. It's already you grew up with it in you. Yeah. As long as we have our mom who's still living. Thank God. And she's I'm talking about tangible we can talk Absolutely. to her yeah whenever we need to yeah might not agree to it because we think that the new age way of growing kids and all that may work but no i'm telling you the old school way is the way that we'll continue to raise our kids the right way correct so uh, uh, um it's already in you yeah so i'm not worried about if you're gonna be a good father yeah. because yeah. like you said you grew up with a mom and a dad yeah so you already know it's it's in you to be a great father, and you ain't gonna you ain't gonna let nothing less than that yeah. come up on you. Yeah, yeah. I I think with my day to day and the question that I have, I think where I am right now that I'm aware that I know it's not gonna be perfect as long as I put my best foot forward. Mm-hmm. I think the key to this is gonna be one that I show up every day. I got to take care of myself, right? right? Because if I'm no good, I could be no good for nobody else. Exactly. But I'm taking care of myself whether I get up, go to the gym, whether I don't eat meat, eat right, whatever the case may be. That is because of my reserve tank. And I want, if you don't take nothing else from this, take the reserve tank because, because, Man, I'm new to this, like you say, but I'm going to always call you. I'm mm-hmm. going to always call my buddies. I'm always call mom, those that I can, mm-hmm. to give me some information on how to do this. Now, I'm going to show up and make sure I'm not doing anything. What Lynn say whenever we pulled up? So I said, you got any good word? She said, make sure whatever you're doing is pleasing in the eyes of God. Right. If that's going to be my new foundation, bro, I know it took mom and them light years to, to tell us this and get us to that point. But right. I'm glad we're here now. But 
if we talk about this reserve tank, think about how moms, how calm she is now when she mm-hmm. talks. Mm-hmm. I don't even think that's because of age. I think that because I already told you that. You mm-hmm. just got to tap into it. Mm-hmm. When we become aware and we start tapping into what we've already been taught, mm-hmm. all they're saying is that, well, mom, why you just got less words? Because it's already in you. Yeah. I ain't got to tell you that no more. You just need to tap into it. So I knew that Madil and mom growing up. My, mama spend more time praying. When, you, when, when we have a problem, her kids have a problem. Yeah. Bringing it to her. Yeah. She have less to say because she's doing more praying. She know it ain't what she say to us. Because guess what? It's what she pray to God. I can tell you. And matter of fact, I've been telling you for as long as you've been living. Mm-hmm. And you listen to some. You throw away what you want to use. Yeah. And you don't use what you don't want to use. Yeah. So what's been consistent in her life is praying. Praying. Yeah. Leaving yeah. it with God. And yeah. say, God, look, however and, you handle it is all right with me. And, and that <laughs> that's her reserve tank. That's it. <laughs> She's found nah, she, just like Michael Jordan. Them, they found the easy LeBron yeah. and Michael Jordan. Them, they yeah. found the easy way to yeah. doggone win championships. Absolutely, using the other team. Yeah, she found her easy way. Look, God, right. I used to worry about these things. You go ahead and handle that. And even more, <laughs> even more from that. Look at this. You got six, seven other brothers and sisters mm-hmm. that you can talk to. That's mm-hmm. a carbon copy of me. Why she, are you coming she, to me? She built the empire. Build your relationship with your brothers and your sister, and they're going to tell you the same thing. Right. You feel what I'm saying? You ain't going to agree with it. It's, it's, this, that's what life is. That's you what it is. You do not agree with everything they say because you went through something. They went through something. Yeah. They have children. You have children. Like I said, you the brand new child. Yeah. You got the brand new child, and you the brand new parent on the block. <laughs> so if we I don't sit come back through. just watch it because it ain't us no more. Yeah. <laughs> Hey, bro, if you need me, I'm here. Hey. You did? Use what I got. Hey, man. Throw it in the trash. Whatever you want to do. Hey, man. But I promise you, you going to come back to it. Absolutely. (laughs) Absolutely. Hey, man, I I didn't even expect. I knew we was going to have a great conversation because we can talk good. We are mama child and we are daddy child. Right? So, but this conversation has exceeded. Because I like the analogy from sports to what we're doing now, bro. But I care to do more of these. But even if this is the one, it exceeded my expectations of what we were going to do. So when I was internally upset because you ain't come when I needed you to come, I think it was in the reserve tank for this conversation today. So sometimes in life, you're going to want things to happen when you want it to happen. But God is going to ordain it to happen when it happens. And when it does, this is what turns out. Any closing remarks? God is good all the time. All the time. Hey, guys, I appreciate y'all for sitting in with this one hour, 16 minutes, 17 minutes now. Um, It's been a great conversation. Um, I've done a lot of good things, but what holds dear to me now is not is is it's not a destination because I feel the only destination is death. It's a journey that you that, that, that you embark upon, but you must meet it with a goal. And you must meet it with, 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 what's the term I'm trying to use? You must meet it with a goal and you must meet it with perseverance. You know, good things are going to happen here on the Sam Goody podcast. You're going to find the good in every bad. There are going to be bad things that happen in life, but you have to be awakened in that sense. You have to be aware in that sense, but you got when when a rubber meets the road, you just got to go. And if you're able to wake up after anything bad happened in life, just face it forward and just keep going. 
Surround yourself with good counsel. Find you a mentor regardless of whatever it is. Look to your next to kin, your family members, your friend, and if, understand your triggers. With your triggers, you have to work on those things, acknowledge them, fix them. But those things that trigger you, remove them from your life, man. Life shouldn't be hard. But keep something in your reserve tank. Keep something for those ones that love you. And, and don't give everybody your best that don't deserve it, man. I love you guys. Always will. This right here is going to be dedicated to dad. All right. Right. We're right. Gonna, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. We're, we're gonna dedicate this one here to dad. Oh, yeah. First time on tape on wax. You know what I'm saying? That we sat down the boys. We'll get Lamar in here soon too as well, man, because I know he got a totally different story, man. But um for whatever you guys take from this, our JFK Hornet Pride fans, our siblings, nephews, nieces, our friends around, man. We love you guys, man. We'll see you guys on the next episode. This is Sam Goody Podcast featuring T-Money Love, my big brother. Love you to death, bro. And uh, we'll see you guys on the next one. All right? Peace. Thank you.